So I put up little placards in the office, um, posting it all over the um, railings and stuff. Like, we're all about the sweetness. We're all about the sweetness here. <laughs> Literally, we're all about yeah, the sweetness. We're sweet. all about the sweetness. <laughs> Trying to encourage um, our staff that, was on, that were on the team. That's poor Wai Kens talking about her interpretation of the whakatauki or the proverbial saying, Kare te kumara e kōrero ana motona ake reka. The kumara does not brag about its sweetness. So if you take this and relate it to people, it means that one should not be seen to be boastful. But is the saying still relevant today when there are many platforms to talk about yourself? And what place does it serve in the Māori community? What do Māori think about this particular whakatauki and its interpretation? But first, what is a whakatauki? So Hirini Moko Mead explains. It's a, um, a very succinct message uh, which, has, uh, which places a high value on a certain aspect of human behaviour. And these are stated as uh, universal truths that people need to be aware of and that people need to use to guide their behavior and also to guide their judgments about uh, what to say and what not to say and what to do and what not to do. With this particular whakatauki, the kumara does not brag about its own sweetness. Do Māori take the notion to be humble at all times to the extreme, to the point where we don't like to talk about anything that deems to be bragging? Or do we allow other people to praise our achievements? There is a whakatauki for that as well. Waiho māte tangata e mihi. For the next few weeks, even though there are hundreds of whakatauki, whakatauaki, here on Te Ahika, we analyse just four. I ask Māori academics, kurakaupapa students and others, how they interpret these whakatauki. Uh, but what is it to be humble? Every iwi, every person can have their own interpretation. Dr. Wayne Ngata is an exponent of Mātauranga Māori and his particular expertise is in the area of motiatea, or traditional chant. He is a teacher and helped to develop the Māori Studies course at Tairāwhiti Polytechnic. He is the Aitanga Ahauiti of Uawa on the East Coast. So that, that whole saying around um, the kumara does not um, speak about its own sweetness is really about humility, about being humble when required to be humble. That may take 
a number of forms. Um, people may think that being still and quiet and um, insignificant is about being humble. When in fact, it might be the opposite. We don't know. It depends on the situation. What? It, yeah, humility is about ensuring that others are, are looked after and respected. Kāre te kumara e kōrero ana mō tōna akereka. The kumara doesn't brag about its sweetness. Let's take a literal meaning. The kumara, sweet potato, korongomātāne te atua o te kumara me te kai ahu whenua. Rongomātāne is the mighty god of kumara and cultivated foods. The kumara was brought here from Polynesia. Growing it here, arguably, would have been a mission due to the different climates. Large gardens were planted, and during the cooler months, kumara was stored in underground pits. Nō te taranaki, Ngāti Tama, Dr Nick Roskridge is the chairman of Tahuri Whenua, the National Māori Vegetable Growers Collective, and is a senior lecturer in horticulture at Massey University, Palmerston North. In terms of the history about the kumara, how can you explain how it came to our shores, please, Dr Nick? The, the simplest way is to say it, it's moved with the people. So to all of our movements and all of our migrations, there are some things that have been a partner to our activities, and the kumara is one of them. So, um, you know, and our things like the stuff like Toki and Waiata and whatever, they, they reinforce our understanding of that. So it, it's a part of all of those elements that came with us, you know, across the Pacific and... And I assume way back in the in the mists of time, you know, so those early contacts with other cultures as well. So it's it's been a part of our whakapapa forever, really. Yes. So, it, you know, we know it in that context. Whereas the taiwa, the potato, we we know well now, but but it's one that's arrived sort of later um, in our whakapapa and, and it... The reality is that it's become an easier crop to grow, so in the physical sense it's become more important. But I think in a spiritual sense, the kumara has always retained that seniority. Probably looking for the literal association is, um, is reading it differently to how it's intended. For me, the kumara is the the staple from the old days. You know, so it was the staple kai, not just for for nutrition, but also for being able to trade and for being able to to secure the health of your your people. You know, if you're the rangatira, then then part of your job is to ensure that you look after the people who who look to you for that support. So, so the kumara is a representation of, of that capability, and I think that's where its value is. You know, everyone knows what the kumara is. Everyone knows what it takes to produce it. You know, so it's not the easiest of things to grow, but it's the most important um, element to guarantee, you know, um, survival, not just this current generation, but it allows us to consider the future generations. So it has that, that sort of, it's, it's a primary po, if you like, in, in the world that those people lived in. We've just had the best year for Kumara that we've had for a long, long time. Huh? Nice, long, dry summer. And, um, yeah, so we've actually had a really good run this last year. You know, our Kura always said that um, 
to be humble was to be strong. You know, and that's sort of one of those old ideas that we don't really practice the same these days. So I think that's partly what this whakatauki sort of um, recognised for people that, you know, sometimes you didn't have to be in the front row and out there. Back to Pua Waikin's Senior Curator Māori at Te Papatongarewa, the National Museum in Wellington. Remember, we heard her at the start of the show. She talked about putting up signs around the workplace that said, we are all about the sweetness. I have a love-hate relationship with Te Whakatauki. I always have. When I was young, yeah, we, you, we were taught to be humble and that humility is a virtue. Um... By by um, by making yourself humble, you you kind of uplift the people around you. You know, you focus on that. But you also don't be don't be a fakahihi. That's that's something all Māori kids are taught. You no, know, fakahihi. Don't be a show off. So uh, it kind of relates specifically to that fakatoku. But when I was working in one in an office, which was all about arts promotion and looking after artists, and I got really frustrated with the fact that. Um, Almost felt like we couldn't talk about the artist and brag about them, or or even brag about the qualities of the people in the office because of that fakatoki. And the other thing, talking about this particular fakatoki, even with my mother and um, complaining to her, you know, as a young hothead, going, oh, "I hate that fakatoki, mum. I think it's holding us down." I was going, "We should be allowed to talk to our, talk about ourselves when the park. That's what the parker have over us is that they." They're allowed to talk about themselves and promote themselves and we should be talking about our sweetness. And mum sits there and she kind of contemplates and considers what I've said and she goes, well, I still think it's an important whakatauki. We should be, you know, you should be a bit restrained when it comes to talking about yourself, but maybe we just save it for ourselves as a people and then when you go and talk to the pākehā, then you just blow it up. (laughs) (laughs) It is a quality that we admire in our people. That you're not a blowhard, yeah. um, but they still want you to achieve and still want you to be really good at what you do. You know, so it's, it's a it's a delicate, subtle dance of um, pushing yourself forward, pulling yourself back. And you've given um, corridor on you know TEDx in the past where you um, have admitted and you are a love of social media. Mm. So do you think that this fakatoki in any way plays to the fact that you can put yourself out there a bit more? You can. Express yourself via social media platforms. Yeah, I think I think it's probably the difference with this fakatoki is using those platforms to promote kōrero and exchange and discourse. And Not so much about look and, at me, yeah, look at me. Yeah. Although I, I find it unfair that people are all kind of negative about the selfie culture online. I, I I don't have as much of a problem with it as as a lot of other people do. I think it's it's a valid form of self-expression. And um, you don't know what the motivations are behind it. When somebody puts up a beautiful photo of themselves, they they may just be feeling a little bit bluesy and want a bit of love at that point. So, yeah, I don't have too much of an issue. But I think it's there. Are, there is a bit of a line when it comes into blatant blatant self promotion, where it's not so much all about your sweetness. It's it's about blocking everybody else's sweetness out and making everybody only listen to your stuff. I think that's when it gets a bit too overwhelming. The cool model doesn't talk how sweet they are. And um, uh, I think the, the, the thing is to be, uh, be proud and humble about it. And uh, can, can, 
When I met Professor Tayarahia Black at the Farewananga o Awanuiarangi in Fakatani, the sparkle of his purple shoes caught my eye. You know, um, if you look at my shoes, uh, my shoes, purple uh, shoes, yes, my shirt is matariki, my scarf is matariki, <laughs> my powerpoints are matariki. So I'm developing a new pedagogy around Fakatawaki and linking it to this time of the year. We get into September. Kofai, the, the blooming of the trees, the, the kofai tree. So successive generations. The other part about Whakatauaki, if we look at the principle of Whakatauaki, it's about leadership. Leadership means looking very, very carefully at the enlightenment that's contained within Whakatauaki, taking that enlightenment and building it even further, mm-hmm. intergenerational transmission of knowledge. Yes from one generation to another. Not only do we have to use those proverbs of origins, but we also should be building new proverbs for the new millennial thinkers. I could not think of a better environment for this interview. Um, we are here in the Koputu Kōrero at Tahirini Mokomid. And Tahirini Mokomid has um, regional, national and international recognition as possibly, potentially, you know, the the top academic scholar of Ngātiawa, of Mātātua Waka, of Tuhu as well, um, Tauranga Moana. And this library is named after him. Tahiri uh, Nimokomed is a noted storyteller, and he has told, I think, in the last search on Google, something like 41,000 stories. For 33 years, Professor Tayarahia Black has contributed to the development and teaching of Te Reo Māori. He is a PhD supervisor, author and researcher. Kāre te kumara e kōrero ana mo tōna akereka. The kumara doesn't brag about its sweetness. You know, Justine, I'm one of these uh, new thinkers. And um, I'd like to think that we address the question of recognition of what our people have achieved. My take on it now in the millennial thinking era is, no, let's identify the contribution that the successive generations have contributed in whānau, hapu and iwi. And let's now use that as a model to take us from the 21st century into the 22nd century. Now, myself here at Awanwiarani is one of the professors in Māori and Indigenous research methodologies. <clears throat> I've established a research project, and it's called Matatua Waka Millennium Literature. Now, what I want to do is to establish a real research centre of excellence. And... By using, uh, taking our name Mātātua Waka, we are looking at the 12 iwi 
that have genealogical links to Matatua Waka. And what I want to do is to celebrate uh, in three publications, and this, these publications, the first publication is planned for 2020, the next publication is 2025, and the next one after that is 2030. So, and I'm going to ask our iwi for their top-level literature. Now, Te Moana Atoi Hereo Wainene Otua is one of those literary pieces. Let's not be too encased in the interpretations of the of the origins of this particular whakatauaki. Uh, but let's take the, the new interpretation. And I'm putting, I'm saying, let's interpret it to fit the millennial thinkers now into the next millennium. When I see our people celebrate, achieve, I'm the first one, and I'm sure you all will agree with me out there, let's celebrate this. Let's celebrate Every graduation that we have been hosting at Awanwiarani is about that, is exactly that. Uh, the expression is, oh, how good we are, and we should enjoy that. You see, knowledge, experience, and scholarship must be part of us, and each one of those parts uh, cannot be put aside. Let's maintain the origins of the Whakatauaki, but let's celebrate the achievements. Today is a celebration of bringing the whānau up and we tamariki, so one of their, in my view, leaders can tell stories. This morning it was Joe Harawira on Natiawa stories. Um, I injected a little story called Katahitihi Karuatihi. You see, <coughs> uh, we are an, a literary iwi. We come from whānau hapu iwi scholars. Let's grow those people. From Te Whāruarua o Ruatoki, from the valley of Ruatoki, Te Mākarini Temara shared his thoughts. From a tūhoe, from a very tūhoe perspective, yes it does. Uh, it's important to tūhoe. And, and I think uh, the implication of a whakatauki like that uh, uh, implies to you and I why ho mate tanata ko e mihi ne kaua kaua ko e mihi ano ya ko ne that's that's what it simply means and uh, I don't think that's a a fakatoki that's unique yatawaki kitamau kiatuwe but I think uh, uh, all cultures uh, have a connection to a whakatauki like that. Uh, yeah, in terms of uh, its use, in terms of its understanding. Uh, so in Matatua, in Matatua, Tikana, uh, 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 they are very much aware of that. And indeed, uh, Tuhue, uh, uh, Tuhue has a strong belief. Uh, Waiho ma ma teiwi, waiho ma tētahi noatu, e au mihi nui tērā koe. E kā pai kā reka, yes, it, and it does apply today, and it will apply even more in 30 years' time.
you know, the Kumra doesn't need to brag about its sweetness because the moment you taste it, you will know how extraordinary it is. Um, you know, so, so why would it need to? It can be humble and it can be gracious about this extraordinary talent and skill that it has for sweetness. Dr. Ella Henry is a senior lecturer at the Auckland University of Technology. She is largely associated with Māori on screen, film and media. For her, the whakatauki, kāre te kumara e kōrero ana motona akereka, means different things in two different worlds. And so the, the other side of that, of course, is that um, those who adhere to this philosophy do not value narcissism. You know, don't want people to be skites. It's, 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 um, it's unacceptable behaviour. Do you think it's something that can hold Māori back? Well, it, it certainly uh, is an impediment if that is part of your value system when you have been colonised, let's use the C word in this circumstance, uh, by a value system and philosophy that is completely different. So, um, you know, for many of us working in uh, corporations, if we want to be promoted or if we want to get a job, then we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to shout from the rooftop about how sweet we are. Uh, and that's antithetical for many people who believe in this philosophical perspective. So many Māori are caught, you know, we're hung really between these two uh, value systems, these two opposing philosophies. On the one hand we want to be good Māori, but on the other we're going to have to put that philosophy to the side if we want to um, promote ourselves in business or in any endeavour. Do you think there's a fine line between no, I think it's a giant void. Actually, there's, a, there's, there's. I mean, in, in so many ways, though, we have come to walk that bridge of biculturalism between Maori culture and European culture. The reality is, European culture in, and I say European, and even though that's you know 27 different countries, the majority of the cultural values that that shape this nation came out of Britain, um, and so those values are, are in many, many ways completely opposite to Māori values, you know, the value of individualism uh, as opposed to the value of the collective, uh, the value mm. of promoting yourself compared to the value of humility. These are, these, there's a giant void between those, and we as Māori have been walking in that valley between those two cultures for uh, 170 years, and some of us, unfortunately, have not coped very well with that space. You know, I know lots of Māori who have vociferously chosen not to. They will, you know, te reo uh, Māori anake and they are tūturu uh, to the tikanga uh, uh, of the of Imura. Um, but the great majority of us have to walk that divide. Now, that is a divide that most non-Māori don't have to walk unless they choose to want to be in our world. And fortunately, there are a lot of non-Māori who want to learn the reo and live in our world and who are walking alongside us in this valley, um, which we call biculturalism between our two very different cultures. Tamati Waka is a tutor of the award-winning Kapaka group Te Whanua Apanui. He's a tutor at Te Whare Wānanga o Awanuiarangi in Whakatane, a certified Te Reo Māori translator, skilled orator and storyteller with Te Reo Wainine Otua, a children's Te Reo Māori storytellers collective. 
Ko rongo koutou i te kōrero mō tini rau. Tini rau me tana toho rā, a tutu nui. Ai, ko tini rau, ko i rā. Ruto te whānau wapa nui, ko tini rau tētahi atu ingoa mō tangaroa. Ko tini rau te kaitiaki i te puna i rangiriri. Kei ruto te puna o rangiriri, ko ngā ika maha o te moana. Kei reira. For Tāmati, whakatauki and whakatauaki or proverbial sayings have their place and time to be used. Here's his interpretation. For most whakatauki are metaphorical yeah, and, and it's quite easy to understand. Um, uh, you know, uh, Kumara doesn't um, talk about its own sweetness. I suppose its English uh, equivalent is uh, don't blow your own trumpet. Uh, and the sweetness is of the Kumara is in the flesh. Kupu Māori mo te flesh is ngako, in the ngako. Um, a kumara, if you look at analyze a kumara, we use the kumara because a kumara is a, is a plant, not an animal. It yeah. doesn't have a mouth, yeah. doesn't have legs, eyes, hands. So it can't uh, um, jump into your mouth. Yeah. It can't talk about its own sweetness. Uh, a person actually has to prepare a kumara. You can't eat it raw even. Yeah. So mm. some type of preparation has to happen to it. And that preparation is by someone else. Yeah. And, and that's the, the, the lesson, I suppose, is that someone else... Um, uh, talk about your qualities or your flesh, how good you are, how sweet sweet you are. Um, in, in, in the Whakatane area, because we don't like metaphors these days, you know, we don't know what it means, we just want to be straightforward. <laughs> what does this mean? They say, you talk, don't talk. If you were to turn to a little kid, I don't want you to be like a kumara and talk about how sweet you are. They're going to look at you sideways. So our grandparents actually, they just cut straight to the chase. They don't muck around, they just say, um, be little yourself. Always be humble. Be humble. So we just hear that quite often, especially me because I'm the opposite of humble. So they, <laughs> be humble. Be humble. Uh, and the other one is, um, which is just uh, the plain English of the, of, the, of the proverb. Don't talk about how sweet you are, but let someone else talk about how sweet you are. So, but um, yeah, the, the, the response, I suppose, um, and what we have to be careful of, especially in this day and age, is um, if everyone is, is like a kumara and has no mouth, and if everyone doesn't talk about how sweet they are, and if everyone is humble, yeah, who's going to do the mahi? If everyone's humble, absolutely everyone. The, the latest proverb that has come out, that has sprung forth from that, which shoots this day and age, is um, actually sometimes... Um, to the opposite of, of humble, I suppose, is what's the opposite of humble in uh, arrogant. arrogance? Yes, you got arrogance. Fakahihi. Yeah, what else? I couldn't think of the English word. We <laughs> got arrogance and hum- humility and arrogance. So you say, don't be arrogant. Always be uh, humble. Yeah? Uh, but it's got to the stage where we say that actually, sometimes, if everyone by you being humble, humbleness is now viewed as the the, the height of arrogance. Mm. That sort of makes kote kote fakahihi te mutunga mai or kote fakaiti te mutunga mai o te fakahihi. In analysing this fakatauki or proverbial saying, kare te kumara e korero ana motona kereka, or the kumara doesn't brag about its sweetness. If we relate this to people, it means that a person should not be seen to be boastful or bragging. I leave the last word with the late Machu Dixon. I conducted this interview with Machu, Senior Law Lecturer at Te Piringa Faculty of Law at the University of Waikato and my whanaunga from Tauranga Moana. Anai ōnake whakaaro. Here's his thoughts.
Kapai tērā, koe rongoa tua hau ki tērā whakatauki, ko te mea mo te, mo te Māori, menaka, ko koe hoki te, te rangatira, waihuma e tahi atu e hei kōrero mō tōtaha, ki tōtaha ini. He mea rereke ki tētei ki tō te pākeha, ki tō te pākeha whakaaro, menaka ko koe te rangatira, ko koe hoki te tangata tūkita kōrero. Ko te Pūtake o tērā whakaaro pēr, nā te mea ko mātau ngā mea Māori e noho ana a rōpū. Ahakoa, karakoe te tino mōhio ki ngā ōhoa ki tō taha, ko a rōpūngia. Koera hoki te... Ko te mea tino kino ki te Māori ki te... Ko te whakahihi, ne? Ko te whakaiti te mea nui. I rongo a hau ko etahi o ngā iwi he whakaiti o ki tērā iwi. Koere i rongo a hau ko tērā kore mō tūhoe. Ia, kau koe e kōrero i ngā āhuatanga ki a koe ano. Koe, 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 koe. The kumara shouldn't speak. I believe that in Māori gatherings we all go as a group. So, if you're the rangatira of the group, it's not important that you should be the speaker. In fact, it's more acceptable that somebody should speak on your behalf. That's what that's about, because you shouldn't get up and be whakahihi. You should humble yourself. Yeah, so that's what we, that's what's said. That's to avoid conflict of any sort or um, arguments. Just, so does that just apply in a marae context because... Yeah, no, it applies in everything, anything that we do, in our general life and how we, uh, how we interact with the other people. So that's what it applies to. It's just really a, a way of uh, how we should behave. How we should behave. Mm, how we should be respectful. Um, it's really an opportunity for you to, in, to show that you're not just you by yourself, but you're you as part of a collective part of a farm though. A week after this was recorded, Machu passed away. Ko te pepeha, ko maua o te maunga, ko tauranga te moana, ko ngai te rangi me ngā tirangi nui ngā iwi, ko hunga hunga tō roa tō kumarae, Ko te tipuna whara i reira, ko tāpuiti, rau ko tana tamahine, ko whakahinga. Ko waipū te tāhuna, ko rahoki te pātaka kai, o tōku hapu o ngaitū kairangi.